Welcome to Unity Presbyterian Church Online. This week in worship, Pastor David continues our series on the parables with a look at the story of the weeds among the wheat. Let's listen. So to explore this parable this morning, I want to begin by showing you a piece of art. And this piece of art was, um, was created in the 15th century by a German artist. So this is depicting today's parable. And there are three things that I want you to notice. The first is this sort of figure in the front. He looks kind of different, doesn't he? You look at him and he's, he's got horns. He's got claws for feet. There's something a little bit off about that person up front. Also, I want you to notice the people in the back. Can you tell? What are they doing? They're sleeping, right? Yes, each person in the back are sleeping. Personally, I wouldn't be sleeping if that was outside, but they're sleeping. The next thing I want you to notice, the final thing, are that there are crops on either side of this figure. On the left side, they are up and down, straight and tall. And on the right side, they are drooped over to the sides. Each of those three things is going to tell you something important about today's parable. But I'm not going to tell you exactly what. I'm going to read the parable instead, and I invite you to kind of pay attention and see if you can figure out what each of those three things represents. Here's how our parable begins. It's in Matthew chapter 13, beginning in verse 24. We're told, Jesus told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while everyone was sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. When the wheat sprouted and formed heads, then the weeds also appeared. I want you to imagine this scene, if you will, that you just spent a lot of time creating a beautiful garden. And you can't wait to see how high the wheat's going to grow, how bountiful the garden's going to become. This is so exciting to you. And then you go to bed, and your enemy sneaks in. Now, I don't know who your enemy is. Maybe it's your neighbor who's really jealous of your garden. Yes, maybe your neighbor sneaks in, and while you're sleeping, sows a lot of seeds, but not good seed, seeds that will grow weeds in your garden. So now, your garden, your field, is a combination of good seed and weeds. Does that seem like kind of an outlandish premise for a story? Like who would actually do that, right? Sneak into your garden and put weeds in your garden? It turns out that actually happened in Jesus's day. In fact, there was a Roman law outlawing the practice of sneaking in to someone else's garden and planting weeds because apparently that happened from time to time. Now think about why. I mean, if you lived in Jesus' day, and if you were a farmer, then your crops were your livelihood. They were your sole source of income. And if someone came in and, and messed with that, or planted weeds that choked out some of your crops, you would have major issues, wouldn't you? Now, to make matters worse, the weeds that are planted, we learn, are a particular type of weed. They're called the darnel weed. 
Yeah, the darnel weed looks very similar to wheat. And you actually can't tell that it's a weed until both the wheat and the weed are fully grown. Uh, here's a picture where you can see the differences between, on the left side, darnel. That's the weed. And on the right side, wheat. Don't they look similar? And so it's very sinister for someone to sneak into the wheat that you planted and then throw darnel weeds down. Because as they grow, you wouldn't be able to tell which is the one that I need to uproot and which is the one that needs to stay. Talk about agricultural sabotage. This is good. Now, this may just sound annoying to you. Like, ah, someone threw weeds in my garden. Okay, I, you know, I've got weeds in my garden. I just have to uproot them from time to time. No big deal. But there's another level to this. And the other level is that the darnel weed is actually poisonous. Yeah, so not only can you not tell the difference between the wheat and the weed, but if you eat the wrong one, in little portions, it'll get you dizzy and feeling intoxicated. And if you eat it in large portions, it will poison you and you could die. So it's not only an inconvenience, but there is some sinister application here to have weeds mixed in with the wheat. So this problem is discovered by the servants of the owner's field. They see that both are growing up together and they don't know what to do. Jesus' story continues. The owner's servants came to him and said, Sir, didn't you sow good seed in your field? Where then did the weeds come from? An enemy did this, he replied. The servants asked him, Do you want us to go and pull them up? No, he answered, because while you are pulling the weeds, you may uproot the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. At that time, I will tell the harvesters, first collect the weeds and tie them in bundles to be burned, and then gather the wheat and bring it into my barn. Okay, so a reminder, you can't tell the difference between the wheat and the weeds until they're almost fully grown. So you don't know which is the good one to eat and which is the poisonous one to eat. But they can kind of tell that something's wrong, and so they rush to the owner to say, what should we do? And the owner says, wait. Wait until they're both fully grown, because then you'll know. And if you try to uproot them too early, well, all their roots are intertwined right now. And so you'll pull up the good seed with the bad seed. So the owner says, simply wait. Wait until everything's fully grown, and then you can do the slow painstaking work of separating them one by one. Here's a picture of what they look like fully grown. And so the, the owner's saying, just wait till they look like this when you can kind of tell one from the other. Now, one way you can tell is that wheat, as I said, stands up straight and tall, and then the darnel weed droops when fully formed. So when you see it like that, that is your time to begin separating them. Each parable tells us something about God. They're designed to teach us. What does this parable teach us about God? This is a, an interesting plot, isn't it? Uh, you've got an enemy planting weeds in your field. You've got 
poisonous weeds coming up along good seed, and you've got a crop of wheat. What could all of this mean? Well, this parable is highly unusual because Jesus goes on to tell us exactly what each thing represents. That's different because usually in a parable, Jesus kind of tells you the parable and then leaves it up to us to do some interpretive work to find out, okay, what is Jesus really saying here with this parable? But here, we're told that Jesus actually shares exactly what this parable means. Yes, this is what happens later in the chapter. It says, then he, meaning Jesus, then he left the crowd and went into the house. His disciples came to him and said, explain to us the parable of the weeds in the field. The disciples, they're just like us. They don't get it either. They hear Jesus explain the parable or share it. And then when Jesus is done talking to the crowd, Jesus goes back into a house and they follow him in the house and say, so what did that mean? You've got to break it down for us. You've got to tell us what this all represented. And Jesus does. Here's what Jesus says next. He answered, The one who sowed the good seed is the Son of Man. The field is the world. And the good seed stands for the people of the kingdom. The weeds are the people of the evil one. And the enemy who sows them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age. And the harvesters are angels. Did you get all that? Are you ready for your quiz? Probably not, right? That's a lot of information. And so this is our chance to go a little bit more slowly and to go through these one by one to see if we can get really the meaning here of this parable. Let's start with the farmer, the one who is sowing the seeds. That represents Jesus. Now, Jesus refers to himself with a title, the Son of Man, which harkens back to the book of Daniel. But when he says that, he's referring to himself. So Jesus is the one who's going about sowing good seed out into the field. Well, what does the field represent? Well, the field represents our world. Yes, the world that you and I live in, that is the environment in which Jesus is sowing these good seeds. This is about our world today. What are the good seeds? The good seeds are people of God's kingdom. Yes, these are the people who have responded to God's call on their lives and who have said, God, I choose to follow you. God, I want you to rule in my heart. I, I seek you daily. These are the people, the good seeds are the one who say, God, I want to transform this world into the type of kingdom that you want it to be. That's the good seeds. What about the weeds? Well, Jesus tells us the weeds are the people of the evil one. Now, that might sound a little harsh, like, oh, people of the evil one. Really, what does that mean, Jesus? But what this parable is getting at is the sad reality of our world that some will choose to work towards evil and not good. Yes, what, what we learn here is that our hearts are capable of being corrupted. Yes, our hearts can be ruled by greed rather than charity. 
Uh, They could be ruled by hate rather than love. We are not perfect people. We can be wheat or weeds. And then the enemy, we're told, is the devil. Now, the one twisting hearts away from God is evil itself. In the Bible, the devil is often called the accuser. And I think there's a reason for that. I bet that you've experienced in your life that voice from time to time that accuses you of being someone you're not. You've heard that voice to say, you're not good enough. You're not really loved. You're not beautiful. When you compare yourself to others, it's because they're better than you. You've heard that voice inside your mind from time to time, haven't you? Yeah, I believe there's good reason that the Bible calls the devil the accuser, accusing us of a false identity. But I bet you've also experienced that still, small voice within you that tells you the truth, tells you you are loved, that tells you you are created, that you are a child of God, that whispers to you your true identity. Yes, we've experienced both of these things. And that's what this parable shares with us, is that the field or the world that we live in is a combination of both of these things, of good and of evil. We may not like it, but that is the world that we live in. And then the harvest, the harvest, we're told, is the end of time. Yes, that moment at the end of all time when the wheat and the weeds will finally be separated from one another. Now, we are not there yet, are we? We're not living at the end of time. No, we are living in the time right now where the weeds and the wheat are growing together. Remember when the farmer says, just wait. Don't uproot anything yet. Just wait and let everything grow together. That is where we are living right now in this this reality of the weeds and wheat growing together which means it can be really hard to tell one from the other. Now, here's what I don't want you to do. Based on this parable and what we're learning today, what I don't want you to do is to say, okay, there are bad people out there. There are weeds out there, and I know one of them. It's my neighbor, and I'm going to go tell him, you're a weed. You're one of the bad ones. No, we don't want to do that. That's not our job. Instead, here's what I do want you to do based on this parable. I want you to look inward. I want you to look at your own heart, your own self, and to identify the wheat in you. Identify the places in you that are growing to be more Christ-like, that are growing to be seeking God daily. I want you to identify those parts of you, but also identifying the weeds, the parts of you that are growing away from God, the parts of you that are putting other things first in front of God. Let us recognize that nobody is 100% wheat or 100% weed. We are all a combination of these things. But the important question to ask is which direction are we growing? Are we growing to become more Christ-like? Are we growing towards putting God first in our lives? Are we listening 
and hearing that still small voice within us. Yes, we're living in a time where we're surrounded by a combination of good and evil, weeds and wheat, love and hate. And so I can't look at your heart and tell you the contents of it, just like you can't look at my heart and tell me the contents of it. But that's okay. Because remember, again, our job is not to look at other people's hearts. It's to look at our own and say, what's happening inside of me? It's not until the harvest. It's not until the end of time when everyone's true hearts will be revealed. And until then, all we can do and all we should do is encourage one another to grow towards God. That's our call from this parable. Let's revisit that initial piece of art. So, I wonder if you were able to find out the three things. So, okay, who's this guy with the horns in the middle? Who does he represent? The devil. That's right. That's why he's got the claws and the horns and all that. You can see he's sowing seed, and he's doing so at night. That's why everyone's sleeping in the back. He's sneaking out, sowing seeds at night. And then, hopefully, you remember you learned that wheat here on the left grows up straight and tall, whereas the imitation wheat, the darnel weed, droops like the one on the right as it grows. That's how you can tell the difference between the two. Jesus shares with us a little bit more about the application based on this parable. Here's what Jesus says. As the weeds are pulled up and burned in the fire, so it will be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send out his angels, and they will weed out his kingdom, everything that causes sin and all who do evil. They will throw into the blazing furnace, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So here's the point that I don't want you to miss. At the end of time, God will weed God's garden. But again, don't think of it like, okay, which of the people in my life are weeds that God's going to get at some point? No. Instead, notice what Jesus says here, that God's angels will weed out of his kingdom everything that causes sin. Not everyone, everything that causes sin. God's going to uproot everything that moves us away from love, and that moves us towards hate, towards conflict, towards anger, and away from God. That's very good news. Because if we're being honest with ourselves, we all are a combination of the wheat and the weeds. We have things growing in us that we know are not leading us towards God. And so it is good news to look towards a time when those parts of us will be uprooted. Yes, when I look at myself in the mirror, I understand at times I need a good weeding. There are things in me and in my life that are not of God. And this parable is God's way of saying that's not always going to be the case. At the harvest, I'm going to remove from you anything that's growing in you that does not lead you to me. The good news here is that we can start this process right now. Because we are in process. Yes, at the end of time, at the harvest, that process will be complete. But right now, today, we are in process of becoming 
who God wants us to be. God is molding us. God is shaping us into God's image right now, today. And so won't we go along with that process? Won't we say, God, I want you to do your work in me. I want you to weed out the things that are not of you. And as a church, let's encourage one another in this process. And a part of that encouragement is patience, because it's recognizing that nobody in this room is perfect, that everyone's got some weeds in their life, and being patient with them when those weeds are growing a little bit quickly. The parable ends with, I think, something really beautiful to anticipate. This is the last verse. When Jesus says, then, meaning at the end of time, then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. Whoever has ears, let them hear. Yes, we are living in the time period where the wheat and the weeds are growing together, and it's hard to tell one from the other. But that hidden reality will not always be so. Now, at the end of time, the righteous were told, and the righteous qualities within us that God is shaping and nurturing right now will shine brightly, will shine as brightly as the sun. What a beautiful image to work towards. And so as you identify in your own life, the wheat, the weeds, the good and the bad, things that draw you closer or push you further from God, keep this image in your mind of the bright, glorious sun that God is moving us towards. Amen. If you would like more information about Unity Presbyterian Church, please visit our website at www.unitypres.org or visit us on Facebook. This is the Unity Presbyterian Church Podcast. Have a great week.